So commandment number eight, do not steal. In the first 18 months of living in Berlin, Ali had her wallet stolen three times. Cash, cards, etc. Everything had to be cancelled and reordered. And this mostly in German. And we couldn't really speak the language at all. Very stressful. On top of that, in the first four years of living in Berlin, our family had lost a total of five bikes. Some of them were brand new. I never really got a brand new bike and I've got my first brand new bike and then it got stolen. Um, yeah, over 30,000 bikes are stolen every year in Berlin. Public transport and bike riding is the main means of transport. So to have all these things stolen early on was a harsh and cruel welcome into Berlin living. Uh, then one day I was approached by a mother with a baby begging. She was obviously from a non-German background, probably Roma or maybe Sinti. Um, you know those people groups? Yeah. Uh, she spoke broken English and asked me if I could buy nappies and formula for her little baby. I agreed to, uh, but before I knew it, two other women with babies had also joined us in the supermarket and the shopping trolley had become full of all kinds of products, many of which had nothing to do with babies. When I got to the cashier, I felt kind of bad that I refused to pay for most of the products except the formula and the nappies, which I agreed to. The women complained very loudly, uh, but they had tried to steal from me. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but Berlin is the capital city not only for Germany, but also the capital city for human trafficking in Europe. Every month, hundreds or more, mostly women and children, are transported either against their will or through deceptive promises of work to into Berlin. They often come from countries like Romania or Bulgaria, and they are often from these minority people groups, uh, Roma and Sinti, uh, for example. Uh, and they're already treated as second-class citizens in their, their own countries. Um, they come to, uh, when they get to Berlin, they either work on the streets or they get distributed into brothels. They are also often transported into other cities in Germany or even other countries within Europe. Um, and it's impossible to know the numbers of these operations, but there are many of them. Praise God that there are some Christian ministries seeking to help this situation, but the workers, the Christian workers, are still very, very, very few in comparison to the scale of the trafficking. So please pray for more uh, workers to proclaim the love of God and help these people. Yeah, so we're talking about the war before in Ukraine. Uh, you've no doubt been following it on the news. Um, Ali and I and our family have had, um, we've offered our home numerous times actually to people fleeing the country, as many Berlin uh, people have done. There's nothing terribly special about that, but we, we did that as well. Um, and we've had many Ukrainians visit our church and we've had interactions with them too, helping them with jobs and things like that. Um, and there seems to be a lot of help and compassion taking place even from unbelievers in the city. It's been really encouraging to see that. But one of the most distressing things we have heard about 
and this happened only a few weeks after the war began in mid-February, uh, was the occurrence of pimps turning up to the main train station in Berlin to lure desperate mothers and their children arriving in the thousands from Ukraine. Can you imagine this? These poor people traveling the equivalent of Brisbane to Sydney, like sheep in a cattle transporting truck, thinking that they're finding safe refuge in, Ber in Berlin, only to be enslaved by possibly an even greater horror than war, sex slavery. I can't even begin to imagine this. Human trafficking is stealing. Stealing is an evil crime. God hates it. We've all experienced stealing firsthand. It violates our dignity. We get a strong sense of injustice. How could this happen? It makes us feel insecure. It's inconvenient, to put it mildly. It makes us angry and want revenge. But lastly, like I said in the last sermon, it's not true human living. To be human means to love, to give, and to serve, not selfishly steal. We're staying currently at Matt and Ella's place down the road uh, for the weekend, and what a beautiful house this is that has been offered to us freely to use. What a generous and unearned gift. to stay in their home. It tells us that Matt and Ella have freely received many blessings from their Heavenly Father and that because of this, they're so happy to share. Yeah. God's created us to know and be transformed by his love and in response to love and to serve one another we loved because Christ first loved us we were created by God to receive all things that he gives us with thankfulness and if we need something what does our father in heaven say to do to ask him for it Give us today our daily bread. The Lord provides our daily bread so abundantly. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. He owns it all. And he graciously gives his children everything we need to richly enjoy it. Our response should be utter thankfulness. By contrast, it's a perverse way of living when we steal. To steal is to selfishly want to be as God. It's to have a sense of privilege and delusions of grandeur. To steal is to mistrust God. To steal is to deny the Father's provisions and promises to us, his children. To steal is to want to have my will on earth be done as it isn't in heaven. To steal is to reflect Satan. Jesus said that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He is not God, but he wants to destroy human beings who are made to reflect the image of God. By comparison, when Abraham offered his son Isaac in obedience to the Lord, 
and at the last minute discovers that God had given him a ram to sacrifice in his son's place, what does Abraham call the area? The Lord will provide, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Abraham didn't steal anything. He trusted God to provide the sacrifice. In the same way, the Israelites trusted God to rescue them out of slavery in Egypt. They were helpless, but God in his mercy came with all of his promises. He provided Jehovah Jireh. He provided Moses. He provided the miracles. God provided the escape plan. He provided the blood sprinkled on the door frames to avert the angel of death taking their children. God provided. This is the exact opposite of stealing. When we steal, whether it is an object, a person, money, or not declaring our taxes, honestly, we are effectively saying, God, you're blind, you're incapable, you don't care, or you don't know, or you don't understand my desires and needs. I'm taking this into my own hands. It's to live by works and not faith. The righteous shall live by faith. The righteous will trust in God, Jehovah Jireh, to provide. The righteous are not to steal. God saved his people out of Egypt to worship him. And worshipping him means trusting him for everything they needed. And the same is true for us today. Don't steal. It's not true human living. Don't steal. It's not living in dependence and faith in our Heavenly Father. Don't steal. Because when we do, we're resisting the Holy Spirit's work of transforming us to be more like Jesus, and instead we become more like Satan. Don't steal.